What's up, Video Landers? I am your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight are my wingmen... Cousin Wayne. Matt. Jeremy. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. You know, I posted a picture today, a meme. <laughs> a meme of Hitler, of Hitler and Star-Lord, saying that Star-Lord killed more people than Hitler. I had a lady on there, right... That said, she she just got pissed. She says that we should take the Holocaust seriously. We are fucking critics with attitude. All right? <laughs> I don't know what she signed up for. <laughs> it sure as fuck wasn't movie reviews and cop jokes. Well, is it, isn't the, the equation for comedies, right? Tragedy plus time. Mm-hmm. How much time is it going to take no before shit. Hitler's funny? I know, right? <laughs> before the, the murder of 11 million people is funny. Has it, <laughs> he was funny in the 60s as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> And then yesterday I posted a picture of oh, a, a fat chick at Walmart and a skinny chick at Target. All right, and not just fat and skinny. It just wasn't fat and skinny. It was. It was just for night and day, man. <laughs> it was a low quality and high quality. People wearing their fucking underwear outside their pants. Right, ugly skinny girl, hot fat girl. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the difference between dc and marvel okay man that was a shit oh my god people are like you're objectifying women i'm like i'm sorry you know i i just got out of sunday school you know i'm (laughs) I'm like shut the fuck up okay just can can everybody just stop walking on eggshells you know piss off yeah dude i was part of it people were getting pissed at me (laughs) cwa critics with attitude yes do you see that post jeremy I did. What do you think? I can't. I can't. <laughs> com- I can't comment on any more DC C- shit. It just. I just get down a rabbit hole and then I start, you know, contemplating murder. You know, and- like that one guy. I told. Uh, he said it was. You know, we were biased. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, you can bash Marvel all you want to, and he he said. Something. And I do. Yeah, and exactly. That's, and that's fine, man. You know what I mean? If you don't yeah, see if- something, if you see something you don't like. Scroll past it. If, if, if I was biased, Jeremy and Brian, people like that, wouldn't even have a seat at the fucking table. You know what I'm saying? Or we would delete all their comments. Yeah, exactly. I would just edit Jeremy out like, every no. time he says something positive. Well, that's how I got involved, was I was posting online, uh-huh. uh, and I said, I think it was when Sunset Boulevard didn't make Pantheon. Uh-huh. I was like, if this was called Marvel's Marvel Presents Sunset Boulevard, <laughs> it would be in Pantheon today. Uh, and then when Suicide... Squad came out. I got pulled into the podcast to, so they could shit on me. For yeah, yeah. Do you like Suicide Squad? No, I just am pro okay. DC. I, I didn't hate it, but um, you know, it was not. I wouldn't vote it into Pantheon. I want to love yeah. DC. I do because I grew. I loved the DC comics, but Marvel just makes better movies. So I said all that to say this: we are critics with attitude, right, Matthew Wade? Yes, we are. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're going to be talking about... Can you shut the fucking AC off? You guys were in here for 20 minutes. You couldn't even shut the air conditioner off. We were waiting on you. You were saying how hot you were. No and shit. Now you're going to... You you liked a bitch. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, it just simple uh, shut off. It takes a sec. There you go. All right. We are in business... And I wanted to remind everybody about spoiler alerts, all right? Um, <laughs> if, you, if you haven't watched any of these movies in tonight's verses, you and you to. don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. And if this is your first verses episode, 
then welcome to Versus. Versus is AB's fight club of sorts, where we put two movies against each other, sometimes three in this case, right, Cousin Wayne? That's right. <laughs> he always busts my balls, but I don't have the third one. We're having Wait, like a you wouldn't have busted my balls. We're having a three-way tonight, and we're going to put these movies together, and we're going to see who comes out the victor. So consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching where tonight three movies enter and only one movie leaves. We use Versus to examine and discuss films we've needed to see. Have you guys needed to see these movies? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I have. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, I will comment on that later. Or haven't seen in a while. So we recognize a genre director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded golden idols. And the film with the most golden idols wins. It's kind of like a fucked up version of the Oscars. Really fucked up version yeah. of the so Oscars. Pretty simple shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty simple shit. So, all right, guys. This year, I had an awesome interview with Andrew Leovold, um, episode number 251. Go check out that conversation. It was a blast. Hands down, probably my favorite inter- interview, man. I was drunk. We talked about exploitation <laughs> cinema and his new documentary titled The Search for Wing Wing. Um, it follows his obsessive quest to find the truth about what happened to a two foot nine Filipino actor named Wing Wing. So do yourself a favor, check it out. It's on Amazon, all over the place. It's not very hard to find. Did you guys get a chance to watch the documentary? Yes, I did. And I, I just want to say thank you to Andrew for making that documentary. It's fucking awesome. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I, I'd heard of Wing Wing before. I love Exploitation, Grindhouse, Sleaze. And I'd heard his name, and I knew he was just you know a dwarf actor from the Philippines. That's uh-huh. all I knew. And then Brad got a hold of me. He's like, hey, I, I got a hold of this guy named Andrew. Yada, yada, you need to check this out. And there's three things in a documentary that... that make it a plus you know that's uh, information you get from it uh, entertainment and subject material and he fucking nailed it on all three of those man he really did it was just a great watch it made me want to go out and watch more wing wing stuff myself you know it was just when great, he cares about it too, you know. Exactly. Oh yeah, man. Sometimes you watch a documentary and they're like, "Oh, this is a hot topic right now, so I'm going to do it yeah. about this," but they don't give a shit, right? Yeah. Or they're just it's, so bored, yeah. you can tell they're thinking, "Oh God, I hope the fucking check clears for this." Yeah. Andrew got a wing wing tattoo on his shoulder. <laughs> that was a man who cares. <laughs> Did you have a chance to watch this? I haven't had the chance to watch it, but I do remember you. Well, I remember listening to the interview you did with Ranger Leopold, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the documentary oh, cool. is about, and I really enjoyed your interview with him. Oh, so. thanks. Yeah, it was right it on. was so good, man. It's um, a journey through just cult cinema, um, Filipino exploitation. Yeah, he went to the Philippines to fucking do it. That is oh, dedication, Oh, yeah, he's an Australian. Man. Andrew's Australian. Yeah, he yeah. went to the Philippines, and he's he's like the top wing-wing guy. Philippines exploitation cinema, because they, they looked at it as lowbrow. And so he's teaching classes on their own culture, their own pop culture now. You know, so that's really cool. But it's um, this, this interesting life of a man named Ernesto de la Cruz, um, a.k.a. Wing Wing. Uh, we get this uh, even interesting look. Did you, you said you watched it, right? Mm-hmm. Did you, what did you guys think of the uh, Imelda, Imelda Marcos? Is that her name, Marcos? Yeah, the Marcos family, where he goes to visit. He's, he's asking her about... Uh, wing Wing, and you find out, you know, she is the former First Lady of the Philippines. Yeah, and yeah. she was a Wing Wing fan. <laughs> she was a Wing Wing <laughs> Huge fan. Huge Wing Wing fan. Yeah. But he gets swept up into, you know, going to see her dead husband in this ma- mausoleum mm-hmm. who's been on ice since, like, 1993. So you get a look at the uh, the Marcos family, you know? So just such an interesting documentary. I can't praise it enough. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Yeah, it's on Hulu, I believe. 
Is it? Yeah. yeah, I rented it off Amazon, so I know it's all over the place. And uh, Andrew has kind of uh, knighted me the uh, Wing Wing, um, the, the Church of Wing Wing, the, the chapter in Lafayette. So, <laughs> so Hail the Wing yeah, Wing. So we have to, we have to support it. Um, but uh, how would you guys explain um, the character Wing Wing to people? Tonight, before we start this podcast, they're listening. How, who is Wing Wing? You know, honestly, I, Wing Wing, I, I got so much respect the for character. that character. The, the character? Yeah, Wing the, Wing? How would you explain the character? We got to suck these people oh, into man, tonight's he, conversation. Like a, just pretty much imagine, I'm, I'm, we're not politically correct here that much, so I'm going to say, even though he's not a midget, uh, you know, a, a midget James Bond. What is he? He's like, he's a dwarf, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah dwarf. Primordial, Primordial dwarf. dwarf. That's it, yeah. yeah. You know, he goes out, there's always some bad guy wanting to take over your town or the world. <laughs> there's some ladies mingled in there. He's got all kinds of cool gadgets. He's getting tossed around like a fucking beanbag. <laughs> Two foot nine yeah. James Bond. Yeah, pretty much. Right? That sums yeah, it up, yeah. man. I, I would say... That he is a Filipino James Bond who also happens to know Kung Fu. <laughs> yes. If Sean Connery had a Kung Fu mini-me, <laughs> yeah. would just be it. Man, a few words. I would say he's the original badass motherfucker. Apologies to Samuel Jackson. Uh, a really good martial artist. Uh, takes his job seriously. Uh, with the, but he also knows how to crack a joke and uh, find the humor in situations as well. Uh, very also very much a ladies' man in the tradition yep. of James Bond. No weapon uh, he hasn't mastered. Exactly, uh, <laughs> improvised or otherwise. So yeah, yeah. He rides motorcycles. Yeah. He rides scooters. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to try to be a ladies' man though. Right? He, he walks into the room. guns yeah. on the back. <laughs> he kicks people in the nuts, slaps people in the face, oh. slides on floors. Oh, yes. the trademark wing wing yes. floor slide. <laughs> Oh, and, and jumps from very high places quite a bit. So I hope based off of those descriptions, <laughs> someone gives uh, his movies a chance. This is where you should stop the episode and go watch yourself some fucking Wing Wing. Yeah, this is no Citizen Kane. We did Citizen Kane versus Casablanca not too long ago. This is straight beer and pizza movies. This oh, is God, actually yeah. probably a little bit more bizarre than our Shaft versus Dolomite. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So a little bit more, like, I think... Uh, Closer to Dolomite than a Shaft. Right. Yeah, right? God, yeah. They were so much fun, oh, man. How would you like to see a Dolomite and Wing Wing team up? Oh, that, that would be just awesome. be awesome. <laughs> oh. Oh, so, but Wing Wing, or if you're going by his real name, Ernesto De La Cruz, was a Filipino actor, martial artist. Uh, he's listed in Guinness World Records as the shortest adult actor in a leading role at two foot uh, nine inches. So just awesome. a, just a hair. Yeah. <laughs> under three foot <laughs> yeah he's appeared in numerous films um, unfortunately many of them have been lost over time and very few are dubbed for American audiences I think uh, films at random are just found you know because these are late uh, late 70s early 80s, 80s yeah. um, I know I think Andrew Leavold people will just be hey I found another wing wing movie that people didn't even know existed you know I think uh, the That's three awesome. that we're watching tonight um, are probably the only few that, um, you know, in, in its entirety that we're able to watch, you know, um, dubbed in English, yeah. you know. Um, Cousin Wayne. Yes. What Wing Wing movies did we have the pleasure to watch for tonight's three-way, and how do they stack up against each well, other? I'm going to have to do this a little bit different tonight. Uh, usually I look at IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes to get all my information for these. Not a lot of information to be found, especially on, shocker here, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which but, is really cool too, and it, it is. This is the first time. This is a, usually, I mean, I like I look up on you know RT or IMDb, and boom, information is there. I, I had to do a little digging for this, and this is a first time, and it was a lot of fun actually to have to be able to do that. But uh, all three of these were uh, directed by uh, Eddie Nicart. 
And uh, a lot of them starred this kind of the same people. You see a lot of same actors and actresses. So I'm just going to say, I think we're all here for, you know, Ernest Dela Cruz, a.k.a. Mr. Wing. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, just absolutely stole the show in every fucking movie. But uh, For Your Height Only came out in 1981. This is all according to IMDb, too. Okay. So if I'm wrong, I, I do apologize. Uh, got a rating of 6.0. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it was listed, but there was no user score, no Rotten Tomatoes score. So then uh, The Impossible Kid of Kung Fu is how it's listed. Uh, IMDb gave it a 5.9. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, didn't have a, a critic score, but it had a user score of 50%. Okay. And then uh, Wild Wild Wing, uh, the last one, uh, came out in 1982. Uh, IMDb rating of 5.7 and was not even listed in Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. End of that same year, um, For Your Eyes Only came out. So For Your Height Only is a kind of a play on words um, yeah. on that James Bond title, which is really interesting. Um, but in Wild Wild Wing, guys, was he Agent Double O there? No. He was not. He was so. Okay, Wang. I didn't think Mr. so. Mr. Wang. Okay, yeah, that's, that's how I put him. But he is an agent in that, right? Because they're undercover agents. I, I couldn't tell if he was in an California, agent or right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santa yeah, I mean, Monica is where they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get a fucking map. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there was going to be a third agent movie that uh, was supposed to be called Licensed Expired. <laughs> I really would have liked to have seen oh, I that. I loved that shit. And uh, I guess uh, I was talking to Andrew Leavold last night. I was going back and forth with him through Messenger. And uh, he, he, he said there was another one that um, called Caliber 357. That uh, he was in, but two sets of producers started arguing, so it just got you know canceled. You oh, know, and man, it, that sucks. And yeah, yeah, it never came out. But it was called Caliber Three Fifty Seven, and I'm just like, oh my god, I want more of these movies. I want to watch Caliber Three Fifty Seven and License Expired. You know, I was talking to you last night when we're not really supposed to talk about awards, but we we're talking about uh, License Expired and yeah. Caliber Three Fifty Seven. I was like, man, it would be so awesome. Just for AV to do like a, a trade comic. I don't even know what the rights are for Philippines exploitation. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to sue me on that. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't even know if anybody's, you know, who owns the rights to Dolomite, but I would love for Wing Wing to have to do like some. Uh, I don't know, some kind of mission in the U.S., and he has to team up with fucking Dolomite for a fucking six-series run. That would be so, <laughs> be awesome. so awesome. And compete over ladies. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> Who wins? <laughs> you rat salad, you motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> man. So, all right, guys. Are you ready to wing it? I'm ready. We yes. are ready to wing it. All right. Cousin Wayne, best location goes to... Uh, first, I want to say, uh, film locations, that is something that was actually pretty good in all three of these movies. Really? I thought so, yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> these movies could have had a budget any more than a fucking bucket of KFC, yeah. you know? <laughs> I thought we got backyards, we got, <laughs> we got what else we get? Cheap hotels? Yeah, <laughs> office buildings, rundown <laughs> office buildings. I almost made it the cheap hotel award. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. <laughs> cheap bars, where'd you go? I, <laughs> I went your height only. Hidden Island. <laughs> or so I like to call it Across the Fucking Pond. <laughs> it, I mean, like, you literally, you, you just. <laughs> so he's got true. his little jetpack, right? <laughs> and he's got these directions written on a piece of paper with a fucking crayon and shit. <laughs> binoculars. And you just see, like, this mound of grass. And he's like, all right, puts on his jetpack, goes, and boom, there's this giant fucking mansion across his pond. I liked it. <laughs> 
I might echo that. <laughs> I went with uh, Senor Manolo Cervantes' yacht in The Impossible Kid. Mm, nice. Say that again one more time. <laughs> the uh, Senor Manolo Cervantes. Damn, you're good. Uh, <laughs> like the Book of the Dead just opened. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> it's a great place for a party, great place for a gun battle, good villain hideout. Plus, how can you beat having a birdcage to hold the Wang Wang prisoner? Yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Uh, good-looking yacht. I'd buy it if I had the money, and it goes out in style by exploding in the ocean. So that goes, that's my best film location. Right on. I uh, went with the Wild Wild Wang in just uh, 18th century California. In, that is Santa Monica. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that, like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get through what I liked in the other movies as well, but... Uh, that's where Wang Wang was meant to be. Wild Wild West, baby. <laughs> Shooting ninjas. Shoot, <laughs> kicking them in the nuts. Uh, it just, you know, and I know it was in the Philippines and, and you know, it, it just uh, was maybe a little bit more closely related to where they were trying to to shoot so but so you go in santa monica yeah santa the, monica. the whole goddamn thing yes <laughs> the whole enchilada <laughs> the whole wing all right so i'm going with uh for your height only and i'm going the hidden island yes as, as well uh, this is 70s 80s exploitation the uh the locations weren't great you know backyards fun, cheap man. hotels but what i what love about, about this is it's so cheesy uh, it's the uh, the hidden island occupied by the villain, Mr. Giant, <laughs> okay, which we'll get into later. But the island is so hidden that you need a jetpack to get there. <laughs> and then if you boat won't do. <laughs> the coordinates to the hidden island are so top secret that they're on a map drawn by a kindergartner. <laughs> or if you're lucky, you can get the directions. Okay, the coordinates. Um, on a piece of paper that's in a henchman's uh, shirt pocket. <laughs> You're about to get your wish. You meet Mr. John. Here's the directions. It's, it's completely, <laughs> completely ludicrous. I loved it. Bunch of buildup for nothing. Um, there's no shark tank when you get there. You know, there, there's no uh, room of mirrors. Yeah. It's just nothing. <laughs> it's like, what are you fucking hiding here for? You know, anybody can find this place. The fucking hidden island. It's so shitty. I loved it. Uh, that takes us to best character. Uh, I went... Uh... Of course, I had to go with Wing Wing, but uh, I went for your height only. I, I just felt like he was on it. And that <laughs> one, you know what I mean? The other, the other two were great. I loved watching him act and do his kung fu thing. But for your height only, it's almost like like he took some time to practice before he did this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? His kung fu was better. His mannerisms were better. He, he was just the man in it. Yeah. I also have to go with Agent Double Zero and for your height only. He's mischievous, effortlessly cool, resourceful, not only with his short stature, but also with the use of various weapons that he has. Uh, he can hide from danger easily because he's so short. He's a bold ladies' man. He kisses them at every opportunity he has. And to paraphrase the chief, he's a man of few words, but I like that. He lets his actions speak for themselves. He's selfless, upstanding citizen, a hero, which we'll also get to later. And he's just an incredible character and very, very strong screen presence, which surprised me, but pleased me as well. I went with Agent Double Zero in for your hype nice. only nice. as well. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you said it all, but, but yeah, he just comes on and he's like, guess what? I'm here. It's me. And, and I wasn't expecting it, you know, because 
of the type of movie it is. Uh, but when he does his kung fu, it's like for fucking real, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so good. He's, he's, a martial, he's a martial artist. Yeah. It's on point, yes. man. Well, he does, uh, oh, they're like in the carnival area, right? And he <laughs> does a kick where he uses both fucking feet, kicks the guy in the chest, and then lands on his feet. And I was like, these people are just like standing around watching him like do this. And then the movie continues. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I love when he escapes from that uh, Ferris wheel, too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> where the like, fuck was he hiding? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah, so it looks like we're all in agreement. I'm going for your height only. Nice. Wing wing, um, agent double uh, zero. Uh, I think he's more colorful in your height only than like Impossible Kid or uh, Wild Wild Wing. Um, I think uh, Impossible Kid and Wild Wild Wing loses some character points. But, oh my god, Impossible Kid does have that fucking sick yellow ninja bike. <laughs> that goddamn ninja bike is cool. I'm going to so, bring that up later. So Me he too. doesn't have the gadgets. He doesn't have as many gadgets in Impossible Kid, but he does have that fucking motorcycle. But um, his gadgets are better in this. I mean, he's got the anti-poison mm-hmm. ring that lights up when you're drinking a Coke. And it makes a sound, too. <laughs> <laughs> when you're drinking a Coke, he's got that remote control hat. I don't know how you fucking fly your hat with that thing, though. <laughs> twisted a little thing, and it's supposed to, you, I don't know, I, I don't the get blade it. blade shoots out. Yeah, but hey, I'm on board. Um, that quick assembly, small-scale machine gun, I yeah. love it. And he he just kills with that later, which is so <laughs> bitching. And then he's got that tiny jetpack in this. So I think everything is just a little bit more colorful. Um, he's even got that Saturday Night Fever-inspired white suit. Um, with the and, and when he wears that hat with that suit, yeah. dude, he just looks <laughs> pimp. And it's my it favorite image of Wing Wing when he has the white suit and, yes. and the, uh, the, the barbershop the, quartet the, hat. The hat. It's great. <laughs> Um, and then he has the best fight scenes in this too. I think oh, he's yeah, got the exactly. uh, the samurai sword fight in the mansion. He's got the small machine gun fight, you know, in like that courtyard. So yeah, I think uh, Agent Double O and uh, For Your Height Only is the best. So that takes us to best duo. Uh, this was the easiest uh, by far award for me. Uh, I gave it to Wild Wild Wing, Wing and Gordon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like they were just meant to be. You know, yes. this was the first movie I watched. And I was really hoping the other two would have them in it together. Unfortunately, it didn't. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I loved them. I mean, they just, you, you could, it's almost like these two were like really good friends off the set, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just so easy for them to interact with each other. And the kung fu moves they were doing that, you know, synchronized. I mean, oh. they just, it's like they grew up together, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I fucking loved them together. Yeah, I also went with Gordon and Wang into Wild Wild Wang. You're right, they work very well together. They strategize and fight with equal skill and effort. They care for each other very much. You can see that throughout the film. Joke with each other several points in the film. I especially liked when Gordon cracks that he didn't know that Wang had relatives in the desert when they come across the That's just a burn right there. And then later, Wang jokes that Gordon doesn't grow tall because he doesn't eat enough. And Gordon retorts, look who's talking. Uh, and plus uh, Gordon actually has to save Wang on two occasions so mm-hmm. Wang would literally be nowhere without him because he would be dead so that's just a great <laughs> yeah. game Gordon was a beast wasn't he yeah, he's oh, yeah. yeah. man he was a big dude yeah. yeah I went a little different way Impossible oh, God, Kid got it for me um, it was Wang and his canary yellow mini motorcycle oh, I almost <laughs> went there I almost went there good answer man <laughs> I mean when he hits that ramp at five miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote too when he's he's behind the bad guy and the bad guy looks behind him he sees the motorcycle motorcycle he goes that goddamn midget he's really he's really getting my goat. <laughs> 
<laughs> when he pulls up next to him, he's like, pull over, pull over. <laughs> I mean, I just slam. could never imagine that somebody could make a little monkey's motorcycle look so badass, but he does. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that was almost where I went, man. Definite props on that one, man. Oh, man. I, I went with uh, Wild Wild Wing, and I went with um, the undercover agent duo and odd couple, Tiny Mr. Wing and Gordon, man. Um, I love these guys together. Uh, I mean, your typical movie, Gordon would be the lead actor. He's the handsome, uh, handsome, strong man, but mm-hmm. Wing calls the shots, man. Oh, yeah. Gordon carries Wing Wing in a bag, tosses him like a football so we can get to hard rich places. <laughs> <laughs> Opposites attract, man. I'm going Mr. Wing and Gordon. They're Fuck fucking yeah. awesome. That takes us to... Best villain antagonist. Uh, again, I went with Wild Wild Wing on this one. I had to go with Senor Sebastian. Nice. This guy is just Senor so Sebastian. fucking evil. Like he's always laughing every time he says something. One of his part of his evil plans. He starts to laugh. <laughs> but when, towards the, uh, I can't remember if it's towards the end or in the middle. He gets fed up, and he tells his henchmen, "Round up every child seven to twelve yes. years old that <laughs> you can find in the village. <laughs> We're gonna teach them a lesson." <laughs> Holy shit! So a few minutes later, you see these kids on like what it looks like almost like a stage, right? Uh-huh. Tied up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there's senior Sebastian saying, "If you don't want their blood on their hands, I will kill every single one of them <laughs> if you don't show me where Wing Wing is." <laughs> and I, he would have done it, man. But when you know, like fuck this, steps out of the crowd and shows himself, but. Mm. That's fucking evil. He's got, some, he's got some good henchmen too. He's got oh, uh, God, yeah. okay, he's got a samurai, a uh, couple of samurai guys. He's yeah. got a, a Native American guy. He's yeah. got ninjas and oh. bandoleros and he's got like Kumanchu or something like that. He's yeah, like an something. Indian dude that cuts out people's tongues. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. It's a bad habit. <laughs> oh, I just have to echo those sentiments. Uh, senior Sebastian for the Wild Wild Wayne gets my best to villain antagonist. You were on it, man. Yeah, like like you said, his goons are skilled enough to capture Wayne. They get him in the bar, imprison him, and yeah, Gordon has to bail him out that time. The second time, Sebastian lures Wang Wang into town by threatening to kill all his kids. Uh, Wang shows up, they captures him then too. Uh, Wang is, but something you didn't mention, uh, Senior Sebastian is also powerful enough to have become the Governor General of Santa Monica and have hired a large army of allies, seemingly endless, as we see at the very end of the film. They just keep on coming out of the woodwork. He must have a huge uh, bankroll and have a huge influence, so that's he definitely gets best villain to antagonist. I went a little different for exactly the same reasons that you said earlier. I went with Mr. Giant and for your high <laughs> because <laughs> Mr. Giant. the the whole like the whole thing is right this spoof this Austin Powers esque <laughs> thing on on you know 007 and Mr. Giant is like such a letdown right I mean he's just like a rich guy like living his life on an island in right? an island yeah <laughs> 007 would have never have fucking found him he's not doing enough he's not like and that's what I think makes him a great villain is that he like is so below the radar hidden in plain um, sight and he's giant only in terms of weighing basically right exactly. <laughs> yeah. he's like what like a foot taller right? yeah. I think he's a head taller than Wang oh man uh, I'm going your height only, the exploitation Bond villain, Mr. Giant. <laughs> I, I love this. So, this whole movie, you know, it's the first time I've ever watched it. You got the mirror, mirror on the wall bullshit, you, you know? And you don't know who Mr. Giant is. They drop his name a thousand times, you know? And you're like, who is this guy? You know, this all this buildup, the entire movie, and when you see him, He's a fucking midget. <laughs> you know, my, my son, I, I felt just the opposite, you know, because uh, I was thinking he was going to be some big, you know, big-ass motherfucker. Yeah. And he pops up, and I'm like, you know, 
this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it felt right. <laughs> I love it, dude. And like you know, he is pretty villainous. Like he he wants the end bomb. Right. I don't know what it fucking does, but he's into world <laughs> he domination. It, yes. And his, even his henchmen say um, they they're against any anybody that's that's um, anybody that's good. Yeah. <laughs> if you're good, then you're the enemy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but he's a midget, probably a full head taller than Agent Double O. But I love the fight too. You get to yeah. the fight, it feels like a Tarantino fight. It's mm. right there in the fucking kitchen. Right, <laughs> it's right there in the kitchen. You got Wang and you got Mister Giant. They're fighting each other, but it's so anticlimactic. You know, you fight, you get there and you're you're expecting Shark Tanks and sure. you know all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just this fight in the kitchen. Uh, Wang wrestles him, kicks him, kicks him in the balls and the ass and the shins, <laughs> wrestles him to the ground and then shoots him. <laughs> Three minutes out, <laughs> done. Yeah. Bye bye, Mister. On, early on, though, Mr. Giant does seem to be able to go toe-to-toe with Wang pretty well. Like, their fighting skills are fairly mm-hmm. evenly matched, so he's yeah. not, like, a huge disappointment in that I think he, like, regard. punches him, makes him yeah. slide across the floor. I don't think exploitation gets any better than a Bond villain being a midget named Mr. Giant. And <laughs> fight in the yes. kitchen. Yeah, and I, but, dude, I have to give a runner-up, man. I love, in an exploitation kind of way, I love the look of Mr. X... He looks like a G.I. Joe bad guy mixed with the KKK Mm -hmm. little Cobra symbol on his head. And there's that one scene, too, when the guys come and get him. It's like they just drive off in that white Pinto with, like, the stripe down the side. I was like, that's, like, one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen. He just gets into the fucking ride and goes. He's talking on the TV, and he's like, this message was self-destruct. I expected him to go... Yeah, or, you know, Cobra! <laughs> and he's got a Cobra symbol, too, on his sock hat. Has he just got KKK? Is he Cobra? Is he both? I don't think he knows. <laughs> he needs to be the villain of our Dolomite Wang Wang. <laughs> he's got Nazis working for him. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Where's that take us, guys? Ninja Nazis. Yes. Ninja that takes Nazis. us to best hero. Uh, this one took a little bit for me to think. I mean, obviously, I went with, you know, Wing Wing. Well, obviously. But, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but uh, any, I went with the impo- uh, Impossible Kid. Okay. He seems to show more more emotion in this one. Like, you know, in uh, Fear Height Only, you know, he seemed to just be like, this is my job, and I've got to get my job. Motion right. doesn't make a fucking hero. Oh, would you just let's hear me? I'm ready. Then? Okay, and you know what I mean? Like, like when uh, that girl he cares about dies... He's trying to save her. I mean, he just seems like he. there's more emotional to him, more caring. And I thought that just made him the better hero. That's the shittiest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> well, I have to go with... Uh, you can suck my cock after this I episode. have to go with H in double zero and for your height only. He's a fearless. He's utterly confident and creative in his fighting skills. Little dude gets the job done with whatever weapons he has, uh, whether it be a switchblade shoe, pistol, rifle, bladed hat, what have you. He's persistent as a motherfucker, going after villains and not stopping until they're dead. So I have to go with him as a best protagonist. I went with Agent 00, an impossible kid as well. And it's because this one felt more like this was a Wang Wang movie. It it wasn't like, you know, it's still a ripoff of 007, right? But I felt like he this movie was written for him to be the hero. He's got less toys in it, so he's got to rely on himself a little bit more. Um, you know his his fighting skills, which is something that Wang Wang actually yeah. went out and was a master at. <laughs> yes. um, so that's why I went with Impossible Kid. What about his emotions? The emotions didn't get me as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your answer, Dickhead? <laughs> okay, so um, I, I took all three of these movies and. Um, so in, in Wild Wild Wing, you have Senor Sebastian, right? Yeah. Local Mexican bandit bullshit. 
I do like Senor Sebastian, but that's fucking local, man. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Mr. X, more of an isolated crime in the Philippines. A lot of ransom bullshit, you know, against... Seriously, the, you're saying he's the best the, hero? Against some of the suits. <laughs> so, my hero went taking out the evil organization and Mr. Giant, who wanted to hold the world hostage with the N-bomb. The whole world is at stake. You and don't know the world is at stake because nobody knows what the goddamn N-bomb is. It makes everybody naked. <laughs> but world domination this is global threat he stopped a global threat the other ones were local bullshit Joe could have stopped him fucking emotions <laughs> <laughs> alright that takes us to best kill huh. for your height only agent double zero uh, I, t- I went with uh, Wild Wild Wing when uh, and I cannot pronounce it yet, but when Lupo mm. stabs the uh, uh, stop, I, you know I just I honestly just couldn't pronounce his name they said it too quick only a couple of times in the movie, but it was the Indian guy. No. Oh. The one who, who cut off Lupo's tongue. Uh, looks like they raped his wife and all kinds of shit. But just the, uh, just that stab. I mean, that was a mm. vicious fucking stab. I mean, there's all kinds of killing going on anyway. Uh, Wing Wing's got that minigun going off. Everybody's doing this, shooting, yeah. slicing. And Lupo just <laughs> 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 goes straight for that fucking guy. Yeah. Blocks him. That is, that is nice because <laughs> he, go, he comes in with a haymaker or a right yeah. hook and he just stops it. Bam! Bam. I mean, you the knife in the stomach. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I do like that. He that really good. killed him in that movie. I read. <laughs> 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 <It's laughs> <It's fucking laughs> <laughs> Took twenty-seven takes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of extras for that guy. <laughs> I also went with the Wild Boy Wang, but I went with when Gordon lights a stick of dynamite, throws it to Wang, who blindly kicks it behind him from a lying down position, no less, all the way over to Sebastian, where it explodes and kills him over the bluff, wherever it is. There's great good. teamwork and luck, but also highly inventive kill, and I was just impressed with the kills in the Wild Boy Wang in general, mm-hmm. just because they kept on topping each other. I mean, you had Gordon tossing these big logs at guys, oh my God. and then you had Wang Wang pole vaulting into a guy's chest and then ramming it in there to kill him <laughs> off it just i knew this was going to get best kill for me anyways and for this film but yeah that one got the job done where are you going i had a runner up in for your height only when he's getting people with the the blow dart you know <laughs> in the throat. one of them like hits directly in the middle of the, of the jugular that was my runner up but um i also went with the wild wild wang and I went with with Mr. Wang on that Gatling gun and just oh, mowed yes. people down. Everything was so precise <laughs> in all three of these movies. Like, every single kill was like, he never misses, he never does, and then he just gets on that Gatling gun. <laughs> it's like, I mean, for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Right? I know, and he's just like emptying clip after clip after clip. And, just like... Man. and so I felt like this, this was the third movie I watched on that. I felt like he was just so kill tired of precision kills he just had to go for it <laughs> yeah. you ever watch the new Rambo movie that was like what a couple years ago like no. six seven years ago now I remember that, that he gets happened, on the big Gatling gun yeah. blows I'm yeah. like he was like Sly Stallone just sitting at home watching like Wild Wild Wing he's like I, I'm gonna do this movie I'm gonna do the same kill <laughs> oh man guys there were so many good kills um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna share my golden idol with three kills from the same movie Okay. okay, so it's the same movie, so it's not a tie, um, but I'm going to share it within the three. Wait, 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 wait. So it can be the same movie? It's the same movie, because I'm not, I'm not splitting it up and giving the award to different movies. 
no matter what, it's getting one award okay, for okay. that movie. But um, Mr. Wing mowing down hundreds of <laughs> bandits with a Gatling gun. <laughs> and then just... <laughs> from the back of a doom buggy. <laughs> Jeep, it was a Jeep. I don't know, fuck it. <laughs> they said it was whatever they had. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. And um, before he like gets on that Gatling gun, I love that scene. It reminds me, have you ever seen Death Proof? Yes. You know when they do ship's mast and, and she <laughs> she like lays on the the hood of the car with her belts right like the, the the move starts off with them going down the road in their jeep okay and they got the Indian ship mast <laughs> to, the front, <laughs> to the front of the hood with wing wing on the Gatling gun I'm like this is so fucking perfect and then he just unleashes hell um, and then Kumanchu kill. So it's the one-on-one with the ninja, right? And he's, I love, I love this because Wing Wing just, he, he hides in the bushes. <laughs> and and Manchu can't find him. All of a sudden he pops up and he's got a bamboo stick and it's bamboo stick versus samurai sword. And then he kind of catapults himself into Manchu's chest. Manchu slices the bamboo and then it goes right into his chest <laughs> and kills him. I'm like, this is so good. And then you brought it up, Matt, the bomb kick with the assist from Gordon. <laughs> it is so good. All three of those two um, took 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 it home, man. I mean, there was there was no, nothing from any other movies that could go up against it. And all three of these kills are in the last fifteen yes. minutes yeah. of uh, the Wild Wild. That Wild. was the, one of the greatest final acts I think I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. It is intense. exploitation yes. or otherwise. It is intense, man. <laughs> Um, so that takes us to what the fuck? Oh dear God! I actually had a list of twenty-five, <laughs> and I really, really had to narrow. Give me it down. one or two, and then we'll go around. Oh boy! Uh, not your main one, though. <laughs> not my main one. No, just one or two. Uh, well, the thing, I, boy, I got it written down otherwise, otherwise too. But um, wing wing on the little yellow motorcycle. Yeah, to me that was a what the fuck. Okay, he's on the highway. Literally, I mentioned this before. He catches, he catches up with him, and he goes, pull over, pull over. And then, okay, the guy before, yeah, he starts doing that. The guy driving the the truck looks in the rearview mirror. And he's like, we're being followed. I'm sorry, but I would shit my pants. I'm like, guys, you're not gonna fucking believe this. There's a midget on the motorcycle back there. You got one or two you want to share? Uh, I've got a few. Um, for your height only, got a couple. Henchmen putting drugs in bread to sell at kindergartens and sandboxes. That's some dastardly shit, even for scum such as this. Um, the second one from that movie, Irma comparing Wang to a petite potato. How can Wang just stand there and take that kind of insult? And basically after he says, he says, ah, oh, let's go. It's not much of a retort, but that's actually a pattern of him with women. Like, they proposition him. He says, ah, oh, let's go. Like, he uh, doesn't uh, handle that well. Um, other last runner-up from DeWild Wild Wang. Basically, Lupo just in general. Yeah. He's like dumb, impulsive, oh, yeah. unintelligible. <sighs> he is a good fighter and a source of information, but what the fuck's up with that character? Yeah, and they seem to understand everything he said yeah. too. He'd be like, <laughs> "Okay, we'll go to the right." <laughs> it's right. like fucking Han and Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, runners up. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, runners yeah. up. Uh, for me, the escape from the. Um, you know the carousel that was weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Yeah. Um, that was a what the fuck moment. He in both for for your height only and impossible kid. He was like running from people and he went into like a hotel room with a woman laying d- down and then just went out. <laughs> but the one that is my WTF is when he's like pulling all the sheets off and then she has another sheet wrapped around her ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like what was the point? <laughs> you see her naked later anyway. Yeah, so exactly. 
Man, I have a few. Um, so, Wing Wing, there's there's a scene where he takes his shirt off, right? And yes. his nipples are huge. Are bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. His nipples like two slices of bologna on his chest. <laughs> Silver fucking dollars. That was man. one of my runner-ups too. Oh man, so fucking huge. And then I love every time that uh, Mr. Wang shoots a gun, a normal-sized gun, it just he falls on his ass. <laughs> And that's multiple times, man. Like, there's a, I think it's in Wild Wild Wing at the very end. He's on the side of a cliff, and these ninjas are coming after him. He just, like, reloads, bam, and falls off the fucking cliff while he <laughs> shoots. But it looks awesome. Um, and then uh, Lupo. Oh, my God. He's the new Jar Jar Binks for me. Oh, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I just wanted him to shut the fuck up. He's just like, <laughs> oh, my God, just shut the fuck up. And then Irma, she died so the scientists could live on, right? Yeah, I thought that definitely went right. They said, they really, is that the reason she died? No. <laughs> it's because she got shot, no man. <laughs> <laughs> so she dies. And uh, Wing Wing, at the very end of the movie, he pays his respects at her tombstone, right? <laughs> but he's, he's checking out the tombstone, and he's just, like, fucking looking at his watch. <laughs> he's like, all right, I paid my fucking respects. I'm out of here. What's an appropriate amount of time for me to pay respects? Do <laughs> <laughs> you see him looking at his watch? Yeah. And we're all like that, right? <laughs> we are. I am. Well, <laughs> this fucker's dad, I mean. <laughs> well, another runner-up I had was that uh, if you're a height only... One of the ladies dies, and there's also, like, all these reporters or whatever around her. And out of nowhere, somebody chirps up, I wonder if she does weddings and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And then scaling the building and peeping on people. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that was Impossible Kid. He's, yeah, he's going yeah. down the building. Yeah. He stops at two different <laughs> levels and just, like, staring <laughs> in and watching yeah. people make out, have sex yeah. in the shower. Yeah. It's fucking weird. And then I brought this up earlier, but Kaiser uh, had directions to the giant um, see your secret island <laughs> in his shirt pocket. He was like, "Well, the boss is ready to see you now." And he pulls out like the directions from his shirt pocket, and he's like, uh, "And then the map. It looked like a fucking kindergartner." It did, man. Oh my, it's the shittiest map I think I've ever seen. Um, and well, just one more. I could bring up a, a bunch yeah. of them because it's it, they're just filled. They're all over the place. But I love that scene where Wing Wing just he he serenades. The Empty House. <laughs> it's like the shittiest song I've ever heard. And then, like, Lupo's there doing his stupid-ass thing. Oh, my God. It just And then they find out that the woman's not even in the house. They're going to go somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, those are just some of mine. So, you ready for number ones? Yeah, my, my number one. Uh, wild, Wild Wing. <laughs> Wing is imprisoned, okay? Gordon walks in there in, like, a monastery out, like a monk's outfit, right? Stuffs him up his fucking robe. <laughs> goes waddling out, and the guards stop him. Hey, what is this? They start filling him up right there. Uh, oh, you go. <laughs> well, one thing with my mind is, up until this point, too, they oh, it's a little boy. Uh-huh. So a priest walking out with a little boy up a priest's robe. Yeah. No big deal. Just keep on going. <laughs> and they didn't even stop him until it looks like a huge cock yes. fell on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you better stop. <laughs> Your cock fell on the floor. <laughs> How could you? I mean, like, I mean, they were just like patting down his dick. <laughs> I know. They thought he was maybe like, like just had a full stomach or something. Or, yeah. or, whatever. or maybe it's just, you know, normal thing for a priest to have a little kid shoved up his robe. <laughs> <laughs> That's just another day in the monastery. All right, my number one what the fuck is from the impossible kid. Uh, Wing Wing falls into a pool. All these people come around him. Finally, this hairy guy pool cradles him in his arms and calls him a pretty boy. If I didn't know any better, I think I was watching some sort of weird gay porno. It's just a weird scene. I know, it's yeah. Yeah, it's like, 
Look what I found! <laughs> so you're such a pretty boy. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> them. Let's uh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's like, she's uh, she's standing, she's sitting down. And she's like, you're kind of small, like a potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one more one thing about it. He saves that lady from being sniped, right? Okay. Do you remember that scene? It's in, um, I think it's impossible. I think it's impossible. Okay. Kid. She's walking around and he saves her. The dude's in the sniper perch, and uh, so they go have a drink. Two two minutes mm-hmm. after she's been, you know. Um, Trying to get sniped, and she's like, "This happens to me two or three times a week now." And <laughs> oh I'm like, yeah, well, one like, of these what? times it's gonna be bye bye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bye bye me. You know, and I'm like, I'm thinking, why the fuck are you having a drink outside underneath, <laughs> underneath, underneath an umbrella? <laughs> Dumb bitch. <God. laughs> My uh, number one what the fuck moment was from the Wild Wild Wing. And I just put ninjas question mark exclamation point <laughs> like were the banditos aka Mexicans yeah. not enough <laughs> we had to bring ninjas. ninjas in here and they all died like in the same way they would swing their sword like two inches yeah. stop and then he would kill them and, and they would go like five times in a row oh. a ninja swings their yeah, sword halfway down do the oh so my what the fuck was a quote. And it was in um, For Your High Only. And I think the uh, the character's name was Columbus. Um, that's what I found. So they're at the, uh, um, in the warehouse. And they're, they have the drugs and the bread. Okay? And he says, There's a lot of dough in this dough. The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Happy pushing. Happy pushing. The boss wants us to cover everything. The kindergartens and the sandboxes. We're going to show them something about pleasure. <laughs> it sounds like a pederast. I, I have no idea what the fuck that meant. And it's like, but you it's know, evil. Happy, it's evil. It's like happy pushing. I don't know. Dude, that like, made my best quote. Oh, there's a lot of dough in this dough. I don't know. It's so it's so funny. That is so fucking it hilarious is. to me. Oh, and that's actually Andrew Leavold's favorite quote too, out of all three movies. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he had actually turned me on to that, and I was like, that's awesome. It's not my favorite quote, but it's so funny. It had to be, or so messed up. It was so my weird. favorite quote, because I had to rewind when I was watching. Like, Did I hear that right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, am I just being a dumbass? No, no, this guy's fucking... I mean, crazy. they're going to show the kindergartner's pleasure because of drugs, I guess. But I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's the Philippines in the 80s. Happy pushing. <laughs> what kind of drug is it? Is it fucking... Uh, you know, is it cocaine? Is it ecstasy? It looked like a dildo. <laughs> they pulled it out of the pen. <laughs> We're going to show them what pleasure is. <laughs> what about, do you guys remember that weird scene, too, where um, it's at the drug house, and he's, like, stepping on people's toes underneath the table? Oh, yeah, he was knocking on with, with, like, a wooden stick or something. And like, ow, when they switched places, and they did it to the other guy. And they look under the table, and he's, like, somehow out of sight in, like, the corner of this oh, table. <laughs> so good. Okay, where's, where's that take us? That take us uh, to... Best quote. Oh, wait, best no, score. score. I did. Uh, this one, I, uh, they were all just ran- the, the songs just came on random as hell. Didn't make a lot of sense, but I, I give it to Impossible Kid one for uh, improvising with the the Pink Panthers theme song, the do do, mm-hmm. and also uh, he got his own theme song in this movie too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I, I just had to give it that because it was a little bit more original. 
I have to echo the same sentiments. Uh, Pablo Vargara for The Impossible Kid. Again, yeah, it's a bit more original and varied than the others. With themes of intrigue, investigation, a blatant Pink Panther homage, and action. Uh, best of all, yes, Wang Wang gets his own Bond-like theme song, mm-hmm. which is as funny as it is stirring. The, the lyrics are just hilarious. I'm not a dream. <laughs> I love you, my Wang Wang. Yeah. <laughs> I love my Wang Wang, too. <laughs> Come to me and kiss me. I love you, my Wang Wang. <laughs> I want, the, I want the, those people to write a theme song for me. <laughs> it's the same one. <laughs> I want you to fuck me, Brad. <laughs> I mean, same here. It, 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 they, they, they start from... You want to fuck Brad? Yes, and I'll be at the sandbox. <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> She'll be back from kindergarten. Like kindergarten. <laughs> Happy pushing. <laughs> Happy pushing. He'll show you what pleasure really is. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they reuse some of the stuff from your height only, but then they mm-hmm. add more things. And for, they, they have it in there from the beginning. First scene, oh, yeah. they've got like that flute trill, and it's got, you know, and yeah. he's ducking around fire hydrants and (laughs) (laughs) so i I had to give it to impossible kid oh man so the uh two movies shamelessly copy the bond theme and the pink panther theme um and they overuse it too Mm -hmm. in a fun way i mean god i was uh so I, i drink a gallon of water a day and i've been pissing like crazy right I would get up and take a piss, right? Because I'm here chugging this water, and, and all of a sudden, the dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh shit, I gotta shake off the fucking. I gotta shake it off real quick and run out there because I, I didn't want to miss going on. I didn't want to miss something. Nothing. Yeah, he's like, behind a fucking fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a bike. He's scaling a wall. I'm like, shit. I, you know, so I had to keep on rushing. But um, the, the Wild Wild Wing music. Was actually pretty good. It was standard yeah. Western music, but pretty good for an exploitation. Right. Yeah, I thought you know? so too, really. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Impossible Kid um, for giving Wing Wing his own theme song. <laughs> you know, it only plays. It plays like three or four times. The Pink Panther song kind of overshadows um, the Wing Wing song, but motherfucker got his own theme song, and it is catchy as hell. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give it some love. Um, I love you, my Wing Wing. <laughs> <laughs> And that takes us to best quote. Oh, do you have any runner-ups? You go. Uh, yes. Well, you I, you already know my award for it. Okay. But uh, runner-up, uh, it's for your height only. I, I believe her name was Anna. Right. Uh, he goes to the bar to talk to her. Then they're in her room, and she starts talking to me. She's like, "Are you a sexual animal?" Yada yada yada. And all of a sudden, she just goes, "Sex is like tequila. Mm-hmm. One sip, and you're a goner. <laughs> you want you want to get it on. You want to get it on. And you, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, is that your main? No, no, my okay, main okay, one is... Okay, so do you have any runner-ups? Uh, runner-up probably would be the tequila quote. It's just so great. <laughs> yeah. uh, runner-up for me, and I don't know why this got me. There's nothing, like, super creative about the quote, but it was just the uh, environment of it. He's, like, going back, you know, to his Interpol office, and he stops in, and the secretary's, like, gets down on her knees, starts kissing him, like, right away. <laughs> like, can't keep her eyes 
off of him, and then the, you know the boss comes in, and she's like, "Sorry, boss, I just can't help it." <laughs> like yeah. as if that's something that happens like every day. <laughs> to wing wing it she's up. been yeah. warned about it before, right? <laughs> then he we could come in your wing wing before you bust a blood vessel. <laughs> dude, I gotta ask you, dude, because you always seems like you're getting stuck with some of the weird movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <what did> you, <laughs> so your last one was a uh, Shaft and and Dolomite. Oh yeah, dude. Yes. And so what'd your wife say <laughs> when you're watching three wing wing movies? What kind of what? friends do you have? <laughs> <laughs> what, what they get you into this time? She just like saw what I was watching and then like walked outside. She's like, I'm going to like garden for a while. Because I, I had it on my big like, you know, well, I have a 55 inch is, is my 4K TV. But uh, it's got, it's a smart TV, so it's got YouTube. So that's where I was like watching it. And so she walks in and he, here it is like on the big screen. <laughs> This little man. Yes. <laughs> Did she comment at all? She's like, you got a podcast coming up? And I'm like, yeah. Sarah's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so used to it, she was like, shit. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. So, okay, I got a couple runner-ups. Mostly thugs are just saying this shit. But uh, one is, um, actually, this was the main boss of Impossible Kid. He looks back and he goes, goddamn midget. He's beginning to get my goat. <laughs> I love that one. And then another one is... Um, one of the main um, female protagonists, she goes, I stand for right and justice. The forces of good will defeat the forces of evil. And uh, the thug goes, that's Boy Scout doo-doo, but you're entitled to it. <laughs> <laughs> and another one I love is, uh, this is from a, just a thug, uh, Agent Double Zero. It's like, he's in a le- it's like he's in league with the devil. Big pals with Lucifer. It's some kind of black magic. He's a one-man army. He's a mass killer, that double O. <laughs> and then another one is, the forces of good are our sworn enemy. We have to exterminate them, and I mean lethally. How else you going to do it? This is my runner-ups. What's your number one? Uh, my number one, uh, if you're right, the only, there's a lot of dough in this dough. <laughs> the baker, <laughs> the butcher, the candlestick maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. What else do you say? Do you have it uh, down? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh. The, the boss wants us to go over everything. Kindergartners in the sandboxes, we're going to teach them what pleasure is. I did, I, I'm like, the fuck? I didn't smoke anything before I started watching this. So I had to rewind it. Oh. I did, I'm like, okay. And then I rewind it a little bit further before that, make sure I didn't miss a scene or something. I'm like, no, that's what he fucking says. Man. <laughs> uh, best quote you mentioned earlier from Your Height Only, after Wang has bested three of Jack's thugs, thug one, it's like he's in league with the devil. Thug two, right. Build pals with Lucifer. Thug three, I tell you, boss, it's like black magic. He's a one-man army. <laughs> Just so that they can be so dumb, gullible, to think that Wang oh. is possessed by demonic power. <laughs> I or know. That's just so hilarious. I just had to go with that. Dude, I wish I could remember the one about the eel. He's a slippery as a Yeah, nail. yeah, he's <laughs> slippery as a nail. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm getting all this. I'm just getting a vision. For wing wing or like the AV wing wing, okay, <laughs> dude, I want him to have the Dolomite meetup in the U.S. and I want him to go against an evil cult. <laughs> that would be so fucked up. That's not awesome. Nazi ninja cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But he's dead. What you? We mentioned it earlier. It's f- from For Your Height Only. And there's this police photographer taking pictures of things, and they're like, I wonder if she does bar mitzvahs. Like, there's a lot of Jewish people in the Philippines. I mean, it just makes no sense. They had to fuck up the dubbing or something. I wonder if she does weddings and bar mitzvahs. Dude, the dubbing in uh, Your White Only 
is so fucking bad. Oh, it's yeah. So fucking so no one brought up mine. My number one is from Mr. Kaiser in Four Year Height Only, and he says that little man has done it to us again. He's made a monkey out of the forces of evil. <laughs> I declare war on that little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went with that. No, one. Just, yeah, yeah. He's made a monkey out of the forces of evil. Oh man! All right, guys, that takes us to best special achievement. Best special going? achievement. Uh, I thought it was best screenplay first. Oh, uh, was it? Did I miss one? I think you missed best. I think it is. It screenplay. is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, I jumped over. Oh, you pulled a cousin Wayne. <laughs> I did. Man. All right, uh, best screenplay for me, it went to Impossible Kid. It just seemed like they really just had their shit together. You know what I mean? Like they, you know, you tell the other two. I mean, they, they were, all three of them were fun. You know, and you could tell they had fun making the other two. But this one, almost, it seemed like a, a professional. Effort and that included the screenplay. So really? Was, yeah. Wow, I don't get that at all. For the best screenplay for me is Cora Cabellas for Your Right Only. Uh, such great, bad, and hilarious dialogue, inventive action sequences, ridiculous but entertaining and memorable characters and situations. All of it adds up a whole lot of fun. The plot is simple, but the execution is very inventive. One of the highlights for me is Mr. Giant is actually another dwarf giant only compared to Wang. But I also want to talk about when the chief first presents Wang with his gadgets. Just the way he's reading it off, reading him off, he's, it seems like so cavalier, like he's presenting him with like high-end office supplies, uh-huh. not this uh, not high-end gadgets. And he yeah, even mentions, yeah. though, he says, well, we couldn't really afford any of this uh, big stuff. So you're just going to have to deal with what <laughs> That was the, the poison ring. He, he said it's, uh, it's gold, not platinum. We're, yeah. we're on a low budget here. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I love that scene when he's like he grabs his like Bacardi or whatever the fuck it is, right? His, his, his ring lights up. And he's like, well, shit. And he grabs the Coke and it doesn't light up. And he starts drinking a Coke. <laughs> well, the way that guy too presents, he's like, I understand you're a, you, you, this is actually quite neat. It's that gun. He clicks it and he goes, well, I understand you're a weapons expert. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how that fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> and just looks at him like, all right. <laughs> Back to the drink. They use that to set up like a 007 type uh, storyline through Impossible Kid uh, because when they mm-hmm. go back to that bar, uh, he's like, well, I'm not much of a drinker. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Where are you um, going? For me, screenplay, I agreed with, with you, Wayne. Uh, Impossible Kid, yes. <laughs> I felt like because For Your Height Only was a hit no. and the test was over, right? They knew that this mm-hmm. actor with primordial dwarfism could make a blockbuster film for Asia, for Philippines. I just felt like it was clearly higher budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wrote it for him specifically. specifically exactly. And so it just felt like it was a little bit more of a way. That's funny. Movie. It's like higher budget from like 100000 to like... <laughs> 102. <laughs> now we get the bucket of KFC. What are we talking angry? about? 10000 Would you say 100000 for an 80s Philippines movie? <laughs> There's no way. They'd be like, 100000 Holy oh, shit! <laughs> I think it was 1 billion pesos is what it was, which comes out to about 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought everything looked um, cheaper. You know, really, yeah, even 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 the character, all the character stuff, and it's weird too. This doesn't have nothing. Well, yes, it does with screenplay, but like in um, for your height only, no one really calls him out on being a midget. Like he just forces of evil, one man army, impossible kid. kid, Jesus Christ! Every time he pulls up, what is that? (laughs) What is that? Get this kid away from me! He goes into a meeting. They turn to throw him out until he kicks everyone's ass. I know. The badge. He says, "Oh, okay, now you can stay here." Yeah, yeah. So I'm going best screenplay, and you loved on this earlier. I'm really surprised you didn't go uh, with this one, Jeremy, but uh, I'm going with Wild Wild Wing. That was my runner-up. I almost uh, yeah, did go there. Forgiving me everything, 
and the kitchen sink. <laughs> it's like, you know, I've, uh, none of these have great narratives. You know, I've yeah. seen plenty of Bond parodies, okay? I've seen plenty of Austin Powers, I mean, you name it. There's even Pink Panther, right? But you know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen a movie with ninjas, Mexican banditos, mm-hmm. monks, a tribe of native midgets. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that the, the, the main tribe, uh, the, the main midget there was named Apollo Moon. Did you guys get this yes. name? I, just, I thought he said Apollo yeah. Moon. I'm he like, was waiting for the holy sign. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, you get Gatlin guns, sword fights, that bomb kicking, good. butt punching, <laughs> dick touching, <laughs> cutting out people's tongues. Strapped to Jeep. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, ship's mast. <laughs> you get everything. That was in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> but I was like, that's awesome. That was a rare I, I will bring that up later myself. Too. Okay. <laughs> All right, that takes us to special achievement. Okay, this this was hard because let's face it, you know, I, I did. I, I'm not putting these movies down in any way, shape, or form. I got nothing but respect for them. They were so much fun to watch, but let's face it, special achievement, kind of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but I had to go with uh, Impossible Kid, wing wing, floating across the canyon, this <laughs> 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 little yellow bike, yeah. and the, uh, the jetpack scene of uh, For Your Heights Only. You could yeah. see the string. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe... which which there's no CG. Exactly, and, and that's probably not the best stunt contraptions to get you across the ravine. <laughs> exactly, and I, I did not see the string on this, yeah. and that impressed the fuck out of me. Now, granted, he was going, so he was going, so like he hits the ramp and he just so slow all over that. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, in the jetpack scene, did you see the look on his face? Though <laughs> he was worried. <laughs> That was one word wing wing. Oh, he did my God. He, he like holding on to it. He, you could, yeah. and he was like fisting the yes. fuck out of that thing, man. White knuckled and shit. Oh, yeah. So, how are you uh, categorizing yours then? Your uh, special achievement? I am categorizing it as a wing wing floating across the canyon. <laughs> so, stunt then? Yeah, I went okay. with the stunt. I mean, it, it just really in front. I'm like, oh my God, you, you can't see the string. <laughs> All right, my best special achievement is Mango Pangilinan and Eddie Nykart for Your Height Only for staging convincing, entertaining fight choreography for Wang. Even if it means tossing him across the floor or into the air, it's all just great. And especially because Wang Wang already knew martial arts. He'd actually trained himself from an early, early age, and they utilized that very well, I felt. So as you mentioned earlier at the top of this, He's a convincing fighter because yeah. he doesn't know his shit. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know what? Uh, the, I think the most convincing is in Impossible Kid, mm-hmm. when because you most of the time he's just you know jumping on people, kicking them, and it still looks cool. Yeah. You can still tell he knows his shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I really thought that I, I saw him use his martial arts in the dojo in Impossible Kid, yeah, mm-hmm. where he's doing his kata, right. you know, doing different stances, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. I, I love that fight. That fight that was, was good. Badass. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, what's your special achievement? Um, as you guys remember from the black exploitation, I just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> so I, I try to research and find out like what what's special about any of these movies, if anything. And um, so I went for your height only for for being the film that still to this day shortest actor ever in um, in a leading role. Um, Vern Troyer uh, is actually one inch shorter 
or was one inch shorter. He wasn't lead, but he wasn't in a lead role. Oh, wow. And so we still haven't fucking done that in America, right? Well, we've got we've got uh, maybe Willow. We, we could we, you could consider Willow a lead actor? Yeah. I guess. But was he shorter? Uh, Willow's probably not. No, he's Warwick not Davis shorter. Isn't Warwick, shorter. Yeah. Uh, Warwick Davis, yeah, that is. Yeah. But but I mean, Warwick's been in a ton of shit, and they're still not giving him like that fourteen off. lead roles, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's never been like really front and center. Like you see him in, in you know in the um, in the stands in Phantom Menace. Yeah, but Warwick Davis at this point oh should be God, a lead yeah. character. In the, in the Han Dude, he Solo was even movie. in the, the, the robot in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. He was uh, he's been the Leprechaun. He's been Willow. He even and this is obscure as fuck. Fun fact with Cousin Wayne here. He was in a TV series way back in the day. It was called uh, The Wizard or something like that. He was a, a genius who had all these contraptions. And his main it was almost like a Bond type. His main villain was a guy who could not go out in the sun, and he was always trying to get Warwick Davis. To cure him, but Warwick Davis wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's wild. He, I don't know why he plays four cast people him. in yeah. uh, in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's there all fucking day, getting different makeups in, in and off of him. He and deserves some fucking. Credit. It blows my mind yeah. that out of all these new Star Wars movies, that they're not casting him as in, in a lead role. Yeah, and it's even really, Peter really Dinklage well. hasn't had too many lead no. roles. Like uh, Station yeah. Agent, which was one of his early films, is like one of his only lead roles. And you've been saying that he's been wasted in so many good films. Yeah, like he was three wasted in Infinity War. He was wasted in, yeah. in, in Three Billboards. Oh, yeah. What was that yeah. comedy he did where they were like the, the LARPers and they found oh, the yeah, he was, book? Yeah, that, yeah, that sucked. That did. Yeah. It was funny, but... You know. And so that's why that got my special achievement because awesome. there's these amazing... Uh, short actors out there oh, and uh, you know in 1981 or whatever yeah. in the Philippines they're like fuck it let's do it and it was a huge blockbuster yeah. hit what movie did you tie that to? Uh, for Your Height Only since yeah. it was the first one yep and I'm right doing on. the same thing uh, For Your Height Only is probably the most popular and I think 1978 right? 78, 79. Yeah, late 70s. Yeah, and the other ones were early 80s. So, yeah, Ernesto De La Cruz is listed in the Guinness World Records as the shortest adult actor in a leading role at 2 foot 9 inches. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's what I, I went as well. So that takes us to Best Supporting. Uh, I went with a Wild Wild Wing, uh, Max Laurel, who played a, a sidekick, Gordon. Hmm. Like I said, I mean, they were just so on point together, you know, and... It, he, he acted well, he moved, he fought, well, he did a little bit of both, you know what I mean? His uh, fighting style was, was on point, uh, his acting was great, I, and he was actually, you know, a lot more in the movie than, um, you know, yeah. any of the other mm-hmm. sidekicks or uh, uh, supporting actors or actresses in any yeah. of the other films. You know, he was much more of a presence, I had to go with him. Yeah. Uh, best Supporting, I went with Beth Sandoval as Irma in For Your Height Only, our initials and sweet Disneymeaner Charmney. She put more angry passion than she needed to into her big speeches to various villains because really these films are not going to be remembered for their acting. But she's <laughs> put in special effort and applauded for that. She sold her death scene and she had great chemistry with Wang. So I was always glad when she showed up on screen because she was not just another pretty face or hot body. So she actually had a pretty uh, good role and uh, a lot to work with. Uh, I went with Gordon as well, <laughs> the Wild Wild Wang. Um, there just was chemistry there, right? Yeah, there and, was. And I think that they played off each other well. So, um, and, and you know, there's not a lot of support in in the other two movies. <laughs> yeah, he's, no. he's kicking ass by himself. <laughs> One man right? show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. supporting. I went with Max Laurel as well as Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he had this awesome presence, but yeah. um, he never took away from Wing from Wing. Wing. Yeah. You know, in right his performance. Um, and I didn't look into it, but I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if he wasn't a respected action star like fucking Charles Bronson or yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, or him. Stallone of the Philippines. Because um, this guy has the magic. He has mm-hmm. that charisma. Oh, yeah, he's got a very good silent skills. type, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a very strong demeanor, has that presence. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if he was a big deal. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed him um, as a duo oh, yeah. with. Um, 
with Wing Wing. So, best lead. Oh, of course I went with Wing Wing. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I almost wanted to go with the Impossible Kid. Because, like I said, uh, it seemed much more higher, you know, budget, you know, just a little bit better of everything. But even though his Kung Fu and stuff was better than the Impossible Kid, I thought his acting was a little bit better in For Your Height Only. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it just seemed like he cared more. You know, I, mean, I know you don't like the whole emotion thing. <laughs> but, you know, he just, he seemed to be more on it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, best lead, I actually went with the tie. Uh, Wang Wang as Agent Double Zero in For Your Height Only and as Mr. Wang in De Wild Wild Wang in both Ooh, films. Nice. He knows how to look tough. You know, he said to be funny, more so in For Your Height Only. Convincingly saw fight scenes be serious in dramatic moments. And for an untrained actor, or for not relatively untrained, because he had done previous films before this, uh, he might not have been, like, officially trained, like, went to acting school, but, you know... Uh, he's he's pretty damn good. Has undeniable screen presence. He's a natural. I actually admire what he did on those films, and he's, he's no joke. He has great chemistry with uh, all of his actors. Um, he takes his roles really really seriously, even though they're like spice moves or. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely definitely wing one. Yeah, um, I went with. Uh... Wing Wing is the the standout star in all of these, right? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. you you have you have like I'll just say this about him: you have like our top stars in Hollywood right now, and you read an interview uh, of one of their shitty movies, right? And they're bitching <laughs> because their co-stars or whatever didn't give them enough, yeah, or the director. Or it doesn't matter how good of an actor Wing Wing was next to; he took it seriously, yeah. Yeah. and I gave it to him in *The Wild Wild Wing*. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, you know, it's the latest movie of the three. And I think he was a star at that point. Yeah. I think you could just tell that mm-hmm. uh, he'd done a few of these. He knew what was going on. He knew how to do it. And and I think that chemistry with Gordon actually having a good supporting actor there helped him out, too. Yeah, Right on. This was a hard one for me. Um, I ended up going for your height only, um, Ernesto De La Cruz, which is Wing Wing. Um, I thought he had more to do. Um, I was gravitate. I gravitated more towards him in that movie. I liked him better, um, and had be- better action, better stunts, and not by but like stunts. I'm not talking about like the bike over the ravine or the jetpack, you know, versus them, but uh, uh, more physical uh, performance. I think like yeah. uh, going through the mansion with a samurai sword. Uh, I think he slid on the floor more. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Enough for your height only, but. Uh, yeah, he was great in all three, but if I had to pick one, you know, I didn't want a tiny thing here, so I'm just going to give it to you for your high only. Um, that takes us to best scene. Uh, Any runner-ups? No. Okay. <laughs> this one I just went flat out. Uh, wild, wild wing. The whole final act in the last <laughs> 15 <laughs> minutes of that. I mean, it was just so I watched that three awesome. times. I did too, man. I could not stop. I'm like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I mean, I, wild, wild wing, I thought the whole movie was great, but I mean, just... <laughs> The scene at the end, everybody's getting mowed over, people are getting uh, stabbed, ninjas are jumping everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I just, you, you, I couldn't help but love that last 15 minutes. Man. Uh, I love it. Best scene for me, I went with the long fight sequence in the hotel in Fear Height Only uh, from the Red Lively Creative <laughs> Kills to Agent Double Zero stealing a kiss from a woman in a bed. <laughs> he grabs an umbrella, parachutes out, <laughs> twirls around to the ground. 
uh, goes back in the hotel, uh, uses his x-ray specs to see through curtains <laughs> and shoot the bad guys. It's just great. one great moment yeah. after another. He starts, too, with a, with a, with a slide, doesn't he? And kills, yeah, like, a I guy from so, the bed. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah, he does that a lot. So it's probably It's hard to tell, man. It's one of his uh, special moves. So he probably did at least one floor slide. Um, <laughs> that was one of my runner-ups right there. That was yeah. my runner-up. Yeah, by the way, uh, did anyone else think it was great how the specs could only she could see through everything but skin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Any any other runner ups for you? Uh, probably the the uh, the wild wild wing uh, shootout at the end. Uh, it was really good from one moment to another. So yeah, yeah, was, yeah. yeah that was my runner up as well. The the shootout, but my number one went to for your height only. Um, and it's it's the scene where he goes into the office with you know the person that's supposed to be the M or Q of, <laughs> of this movie, and and they're going through all these low-budget uh, <laughs> gadgets, you know, that radio-controlled hat, the pen that kills, the ring that detects poison, but it's gold instead of platinum because of the budget. And the, the thing is is that, um, you know, Wang Wing's just sitting there taking it the whole time, and he says nothing, right? Yeah. And then the guy comments on it. Like, five times during that scene, I, I counted up, he tells him how good of a listener he, he is. <laughs> He's telling him how good of a listener he is. And the whole thing... I remember that. Just, <laughs> the whole thing just got me, because it's like, you know, this is this spoof on 007, and here's this, like, iconic moment, and they're doing it low-budget, because... They can only afford one actor, and they're trying to get to the next scene. And then they comment on how low budget it is. <laughs> it just was, um, it just was the, the perfect thing for what that movie was supposed to right be. Right on. To me. Oh man, <laughs> my favorite scene. I'm gonna give my runner ups real quick. Uh, mowing down everybody with a Gatling gun is perfect. Okay? <laughs> that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, and that was from Wild Wild Wing. And then I picked a scene from Impossible Kid, which I loved. It was the dojo scene. Uh, I really like his different stances. Kata, it turns into a big fight. Um, but man, so my scene visually, I think is is awesome. It's so Agent Double O. He he he's going into a mansion, okay, and he has his gun, and he, there's there's no bullets in his gun, right? So he puts the gun down. There's a dead guy on the floor, and there's a samurai sword. All right. He picks up the samurai sword. He turns around. Boom. Three henchmen with samurai swords. Right. <laughs> he takes them on. But it's the way that he cuts. Like he's like he's like he knows how to work a samurai sword. Right? He but he can't because he's so little. And but he's so, so good. He annihilates all them. And then he goes upstairs. There's a black dude that he annihilates with a samurai sword. Then there's the, the final guy. He's a white dude with a mustache. He won't give him the information or whatever. He turns around and gives him the uh, the, the the backward you know, stab and yeah. it takes them off. I'm like, I just love that whole fight in the mansion, the way it's awesome. filmed and everything. It just makes him look like such a little badass. <laughs> Fucking loved it. So I'm going with the, uh, yeah, the entire mansion samurai fights. Right on. Um, that takes us to defining moment. Uh, my defining moment, I think was one of your, uh, what the fucks, <laughs> uh, your height only, uh, at the end when, uh, <laughs> wing wing goes to the grave and keeps looking at his watch <laughs> and walks. It, did, it made me think, I'm like, you know, no matter how much you like somebody, you got shit to do. <laughs> life, life doesn't, just because someone's dead, life doesn't stop for everybody else. Oh, man. You know, you, you got that meeting at 11. You got to go take a pot roast out of the oven. I mean, it's just, just shit to do. <laughs> That's so true, dude. <laughs> it is. I mean, that sounds shitty and, and funny, but it, it's, it's That's true. That's why when you die, I'm like, well, man, Cousin Wayne was awesome, you know, we... 
<laughs> Kids, get in the car. <laughs> Game comes on in an hour. It's a long drive home. <laughs> you got a podcast in an hour. <laughs> Peace, brother. <laughs> Shit to do. <laughs> that was your defining moment. That's yeah, hilarious. it was, man. It's true. <laughs> My defining moment is Agent Double O flying through the air in a jetpack, ah. and for your eye only. Uh, as for the first time we see the jetpack, I say, "Oh yes, we're finally going to see him fly it." And he starts to put it on. Oh yes, well he's eventually going to get it on. It takes him a while to get on, but yeah, finally he gets it on, and he starts <laughs> flying through the air. Uh, yeah, classic spy movie stuff. Super awkward, especially when he's, like, flying sideways. He's, it looks so <laughs> cheesy and cheap. It is, like, hilarious. But how can you not smile on that? And how they actually pull it off is just great. Man. <laughs> my, de- <laughs> my defining moment is in The Impossible Kid. And they're, you know, they're in the, the Interpol office and there's all these people there. Don Cervantes is there and, and all the, the henchmen are like, don't worry about it. You know, we'll protect you, Don. Um, and they focus in on Wang Wang's face and he just looks at the camera, like, out of the movie, um, like, he's not going to be protected, right? It's like, <laughs> and for me, that was the defining moment, because we as the audience knew, and he knew. Does he break the wall? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, It's, he it's all about fucking um, Wang Wang, and he knows it, you know yeah, it, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that was... So he looks at the viewer? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, I don't remember that. Moment. I know what you're talking about. He they looks like they were just trying to do, like, a, you know, a close-up of him to get his reaction, and instead he looked straight at the camera, <laughs> like, it was like, <laughs> I, I have it doesn't fucking matter. And Shake said, you no fucking way. <laughs> 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 I, I, I didn't really put that on the website. You want me to put Breaking the Wall then? Yes. Okay, yeah, um, that's I missed that. That's awesome. Well, and it's because these movies are all about Wang Wang. The story doesn't matter. The people don't The side characters, they don't fucking matter. It's all about Wang Wang, and in that moment, he knows that you know it. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. All right, so uh, defining moment, I went with a tie. So this uh, makes me lose my three-point you know, best picture at the end. But um, I went for your height only and the impossible kid. Uh, defining moment, it's the the two money shots, the, the price of admission for both movies. Uh, for your height only is the jetpack. Man, you th- just the image. If you could only talk, if you could talk somebody into watching this movie only by one image. It'd be wing wing you show jet pack, him man. the you show them the uh, the image of wing wing with a jetpack. Mm-hmm. He's only got it on for like thirty seconds, and he goes across the pond to the hidden what island. A great thirty seconds! <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. And the Impossible Kid. Um, it's uh, pick a scene with him in the yellow motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Him on that yellow motorcycle. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the ravine jump. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'll take the ravine jump. But him on that yellow motorcycle is one of the coolest things I've seen this that year, is man. It's so cool. So there's my two um, right there. That takes us to best director. Where are you going? I went with Impossible Kid. I, again, you could tell there's much more of a budget. Uh, I, th- I think the director had actually directed movies before. You know, like I said, it was the same guy. <clears throat> but I, it's almost like he just knew what he was doing a lot more in this one. You know what I mean? It came out in uh, 82, so it was a little bit later. But he just... He just seems so much more professional in this one. I, I don't know why he wasn't so much in your eye only, but uh, on this one, he just nailed it. You know what I mean? He just, well, like, he knew what he was doing, man. <laughs> you get, like, the little yeah. fist pump. You're like, just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, uh. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> Best director, I go with Eddie Nightcart for Your Height Only. Uh, for, for Your Height Only. He manages to stage a very entertaining spy spoof in which the novelty of the lead actor's height actually works. The heroes and villains are entertaining either through their genuine charm or stupidity. Scene staging is crazy inventive. The plot, such as it is, is compelling enough not to be boring. I feel it's a major accomplishment. I also like it was just a nice balance of humor and drama of the two. Like uh, not taking stuff so seriously versus uh, 
trying to film an honest uh, spy film. So I like that balance the best. So that's why I think uh, it goes best director. And uh, he manages to get, if not great performances from the other actors, very entertaining ones. So, yeah, he's best director for, for your right only. Oh. Eddie Nykart got mine as well. Nykart or Nickhart? I, do, I don't know. <laughs> I went with the Wild Wild Wang, though, specifically for that last 15 minutes. Right? <laughs> There's so much going on that has to be coordinated mm. to make that true, work. True. Um, yeah. You know, that's his Mad Max Fury Road moment. And, uh, that's yeah. why I gave it to him. You got me thinking now. I didn't go that route, but either. you're That's... so you're so right, dude. That third, that last 15, 20 minutes, the rest of the movie, you know, it is what that it is. That have been a bitch, stuff. <laughs> yeah, because everything's working there. I might change that. I did have for your height only. Um, mm. I do like the action. I like the stunts. I think the costumes. I think um, it's a it's a pretty decent Philippine, you know, Philippines. 1979, 1978, you know, parody, you know, uh, for what it is, what it is, but um, dialogue, I don't know how much is that is post dubbing, you know. Uh, overall, I really do like For You Height Only, but I'm gonna change it, dude. I'm gonna change it. I especially when, hey, you said just that it's like his Mad Max, <laughs> it is. He's staging That's everything wonderfully man. there. Um, I will give Eddie Descartes the uh, best director for, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Wow, wow, wing. I like that. That's good. Nice. I'm gonna change it. Where are you going for wild card? Uh, I went your height only, and I call it the Wing Wing Ladies Man Award. Nice. <laughs> I mean, sure, he was kind of getting a little action here and there, uh, impossible kid, but in your height only, he was just all over every chick. <laughs> and I mean, he even, I mean, just flat out scored in that one. Yeah. You know, and he, he's just so smooth and suave for being a little guy, you know, and well, fuck it, he just gets laid. So I call, <laughs> I call it the Wing Wing Ladies Man Award. Nice. <laughs> your height only. <laughs> Wild card for me, best improvised prop, the metal pole, and the impossible kid. He uses it not only attack the legs of bad guys, but he also vaults onto a rooftop and uses it as a balance for wire walking. So it was just a cool little scene, so it gives me my wild card. Was it just me in that scene when he was hitting him in the legs with that pole? He was moving real slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, was like, he was just like doing like half twists and they're just falling over and shit. <laughs> Must be the effort he put behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, we all did a little research on, on Wang Wing before, you know, watching these movies and, and finding out that he really had dedicated himself to martial arts. My wild card was the best kung fu scene. Nice. And I gave it to um, nice. the dojo scene in Impossible Kid. That's awesome, um, isn't good it? Answer, yeah, good it's answer. an awesome... I, I mean, when he stabs that guy, like, in the mouth with a bow <laughs> staff, I, I was just thinking, like, if he had two other people that... like. Let's say it was Jet Li, Jackie Chan, and Wing Wing in, in the same room. Like, what kind of fucking choreography could they have done? Jackie Chan swinging Wing Wing around and doing oh a fight. Oh, my God. No, like, that, that would be fucking amazing. Oh. Um, and he just proved it in that scene to me, um, you know, that, that you know, this is what I'm here to do. And I, I, could, I could do a Fuck kung fu movie as well, even if it wasn't a spoof. Man. You know, I want to go back real quick to that best director. You still just, real quick, you still have me thinking. I just wanted to explain again. I think that's badass. How he pulled all that shit together in 15 mm -hmm. minutes. I just want to say that again. I that think is that awesome. is I didn't even think about the staging and everything that's going on in that scene with all the extras and explosions. All and, hell is yeah, just breaking all hell is, loose, yeah, man. I, yeah, I don't change my awards too often, so give me some right there. All right, so uh, back to wild card. Um, I'm going with, um, I called mine the Trademark Sliding Attack Award. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay? And uh, do you think they greased up the floors? 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, they must have like pledged him or something, <laughs> man. <laughs> Put a little of the dust stuff on there. There's a couple scenes. It's like the miniature John Travolta just sliding <laughs> on the floor <laughs> with his little white suit. I want to know if I want to know if it's in the script or if they were like, "What's like your signature move, Wayne?" Yeah. And he's like, "Check this out." And then they just like built it in. <laughs> Watch me slide, bitches. Well, well, how do you get that movement? Because there's some speed to it. Yeah. Is there like some crew member like tossing him? It's like director like. Action! <laughs> so, throw one of a cross the floor. <laughs> I don't know, man, but I fucking love it. His he does get some. And he does it multiple times yeah. in every movie. There's one time where it's like three or four slides in a row. <laughs> um, I think my favorite, if I have to pick one, it's just so absurd. He uh, he he sneaks in. I think it's your one of your favorite scenes um, mm-hmm. where he um, he pushes himself off the bed, kicks himself off the bed, slides mm-hmm. off. Shoots the guy in like the chest or something. Mm-hmm. He falls down on the bed, but as he slides and pushes himself off the bed, he hits his head oh, on the head. wall, and he goes, "Oh my poor little head!" <laughs> and I'm th- I, think, I think he actually hurt his head. <laughs> I think the fucker hurt his head. <laughs> like, don't cut now. We got the budget to edit the shit. Yeah, they probably just dug down and hurt my head, but he's probably like, "Oh my fucking neck's broken." <laughs> I'll show you, fucker. <laughs> Great. All right, all right, wing wing, <laughs> get in the birdcage so we can throw you in the water. <laughs> sick of the shit. <laughs> oh, so that was my uh, sliding attack. Nice. So uh, that takes us to, man, we had the best picture already. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about all these. All of them have good qualities about them. But, th- you know, given the kind of, you know, exploitation films they are. All the good qualities are bad. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> You know, what do I look for the most? And that is, which one entertained me the most? And I had to go with Wild Wild Wing. I mean, for your height only, Impossible Kid, great stuff here and there. But I really, I, I, Wild Wild Wing, I'll gladly watch again tonight if I wanted to. You know what I mean? It just, I, I would watch that one over and over. The entertainment value is just spot on in that one. So you went with? I went with Wild Wild Wing. Wow, okay. Best picture for me, I went with For Your Height Only. Uh, as I mentioned before, I thought it was just a good, a really good balance between humor and drama. Uh, just a well-rounded movie. Very fun. I threw everything in there. He had the most gadgets in that. He had the widest range of hilarious, incompetent, but very entertaining villains. Uh, you get the final scene with Mr. Giant, which is... Hilarious and awesome, just uh, just everything that was in there. He, he's making out with the ladies, just like um, he does in the other movies. But I just I was entertained a lot more by that one, so that's I guess my best picture. It was tough for me. I actually, uh, if I were to count up my votes without best picture, I'm tied on all three. Wow, nice. Um, uh, so so it was tough. I did go for your height only as well. Just barely uh, etched out the others because I, I think it is the most well-rounded of, mm-hmm. of the three. I think you're introducing this character, uh, which is tough. It, it never feels like forced. He comes in, he is a badass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Giant, I, I mean, they're fucking selling drugs to, to kindergartners. <laughs> well, they're showing uh, what pleasure is, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> so so for me, it was for, for your eye only uh, wins, wins my best pick. Mm-hmm. 
while he's working on getting the N-bomb. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If it was the M-bomb, maybe it'd be just like the marijuana bomb turns everything into marijuana. Let him have it. Let it go. Oh, guys. So kind of like you, Wayne, it's like, which one did I have the most fun with? You know, Mm -hmm. um, all three of these movies, none of them were hard to really watch. Oh, yeah. Great length. um, Mm -hmm. Hour and 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. All three of them. Um, they're they're all three of them are roughly just a bunch of action scenes thrown together, oh, yeah. horribly dubbed, you know. Uh, but Wing Wing makes it. You oh know? fuck yeah, he does. The movie that I had the most fun with um, with Ernesto de la Cruz was For Your Height Only. It had the best uh, action scenes, I think. Uh, it had the best dialogue, and I was laughing my ass. all my quotes that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> every single one of them, except for one, was from um, For Your Height Only. So. That was my favorite. Um, so let's take a break, guys, and we will count the Golden Idols. Um, anything you want to, guys want to comment? Uh, just real know? quick, I, I want to say how much respect I have for Wing Wing now. Thanks to, to Andrew, really, for bringing him into the light of day. Um, <clears throat> you know, Wing Wing, I mean, he died broke. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, the guy had nothing. Uh, hardly anybody knew who he was. So he did not do this for the fame. He didn't do it for the fortune. He had to do it for the love. Yeah, I heard the producers uh, fucked them over, too. They did. Um, during the time of these movies. You know what I mean? And he put up with so much to make these, you know, exploitation films happen. Yeah. You know, I've got nothing but just huge amount of respect for him for doing that. And, and bringing these, and, you know, allowing people like me who, who enjoy this shit yeah. to, to see these movies. You know, and a big thanks to Andrew, too, for... You know, getting the, the whole wing wing thing going. You know, a lot more people now think you know, like like me, know who he is and can go out and search for these more more wing wing movies yeah. and see what we can come up with. So, yeah. any comments? I echo those sentiments. I'm just have mad respect for Wang Wing just for taking the opportunities that people gave to him, just running with them, yeah. becoming the star he was. Both natural charisma, yes, but also just working his ass off mm. in in terms of acting and action and everything, and just. Doing it all, and I just love it. Fucking little achiever, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, th- this is one of the things I love about this group is you know uh, we got connected with Andrew, and mm-hmm. I I would have I would have never fucking watched any of these movies <laughs> if, if it wasn't part part of this. But I thoroughly enjoyed it, right? And and it's because of Wang Wang that I I enjoyed the movies. But um, but you know. It, it's fun to talk about the Avengers one through fifty or whatever, yeah. but these are the kind of things that I think separate uh, a group that really loves film yes. from yeah, yeah. from you know just critics. So just a couple of months yeah. ago, we did Citizen Kane and Casablanca, yeah, exactly. right? You know, and now we're doing you know wing wing movies and yeah. stuff. We do so much diversity. Uh, uh, two weeks from now, we're doing yeah yeah we're so uh, diverse. Yeah. I, I that's that's something I want us to continue to do. Like it's important oh, to do. You know, like you said, like talking about you know Marvel and DC and Solo, I mean that's current. That's that's what's going on. But man, when you can talk about Wang Wang, or in two weeks from now we're doing Miami Connection versus uh, the LA Street Fighters. Who the fuck have heard of those? You know, right. really. Uh, so it's so important to keep that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we did a cage fight with uh, yeah. the Rock Conair uh, versus uh, Rock Conair face off. Face off. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It just yeah, Dolomite versus mm-hmm. Shaft, and you just keeping it going. We did so, an Indiana Jones tri- uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's really important to me just keep uh, you know, keeping it uh, fresh. You know, is what it is, and, and yeah, and, and being different from everyone else out, that's out there. And we're doing a marathon later called Andy Sedaris Marathon. Have you heard of that? Uh, mm-hmm. Hard oh. ticket to Hawaii, baby. <laughs> uh, that, that's the only movie of his I've seen, but it's fucking great, man. Yeah. So, all right, guys, let's take a break. We will count the Golden Idols, and we'll be back with the results. Oh,
We are back, and after counting the Golden Idols, Cousin Wayne, who is the Golden Idol winner? Uh, the one that came out ahead was For Your Heights Only with 36 points. Wow. All right. So, For Your Height Only is the only movie that matters at this point. Does it deserve Pantheon? For any of our new listeners, Matt, do you want to describe Pantheon? What is Pantheon? Pantheon is to us is the house of the gods, uh, the best of the best, or a film that we think is unique and deserves special merit or consideration uh, for our Pantheon Council and the overall uh, Adventures of Video Land group. All right, so let's start with Matt. Okay, so if a if a youngster, all right, dialed into Adventures in Video Land and they saw. For your height only in our Pantheon on the website, would you be proud? I would be proud. Is it Pantheon? I feel it is Pantheon. Oh my God! We got one. Quality wise, I would only give it a three and a half. But like you said, is it a film that deserve is special? Yes. Is it unique? Yes. Uh, should more people seek it out and recognize it for the magnificent achievement that it is? Yes. So for all those reasons, I'm voting into Pantheon. Good damn. Yes. Jeremy. <laughs> Pressure's on. The pressure is on. Do we put uh, this next to Rear Window and, and Star Wars? Um, Casablanca. It is special. It is unique. Uh, for me, it's a no, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I think... Well, may you burn in hell. <laughs> I, I could have said yes if it wasn't a parody movie. Like, uh, if I got a unique spy film with all of the things that it has that wasn't trying to to just be a spoof off of, of 007, I think I could have said, yes, it's unique enough. But because there's so many parodies out there, not some of them from this time, even because Bond was so big. Um, well, this is a very unique yes. parody. It is unique, but... So you suck, Jeremy. But <laughs> it's, it's not unique in its uniqueness, right? <laughs> Well, I, so I can ask you right now, and you can just say whatever you want. You can smell like a rose. <laughs> yes, I would put it up for Pantheon. I, I, I think it should have had its chance, yes. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So Jeremy said no. So it doesn't matter what I, I fucked say. fucked it over. So it doesn't matter what I say. Um, oh. How this works is, you know, we have to have a unanimous vote. Jeremy, um, he, he cut us down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sorry. He chopped so, us in half. So it means, no, it won't get kicked up. Doesn't mean it's not Pantheon. Um, someone could nominate it, you know, and, and it could go up and it, it could make Pantheon someday. But as of right now, it's blocked. Would I would would I have said yes? Maybe just to watch the make the council watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. I don't. I kind of agree with what Jeremy said. Um, but it seems I, I, you know, it is it, unique. It's very unique. It is unique. But, but you'll get what he's saying. Seriously, I, I, I mean feel it. like when I'm watching the Wing Wing movies, um, I feel the same way when I'm watching a bunch of Bruce Lee movies. Mm. You know, like when I think of Bruce Lee, I think of you know him in the yellow jumpsuit fighting mm. in the House of Mirrors, doing all this cool shit. But that's that's only that's multiple movies, not one. And if you if you ask me right now, is Wing Wing Pantheon? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Ernesto De La Cruz is yeah, Pantheon. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I really like for your. Movie, I really yeah. like for your height only. Um, it won tonight. That was the movie that I had going for best picture. Um, I probably would have said no to. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do want to comment though. Earlier tonight, we caught this. Ernesto De La Cruz is also the villain in Pixar. You caught that, right, Jeremy? Uh, Matt Coco. Matt, yeah. Coco um, what did I say? Pixar. But Pixar. Uh, yeah, Coco. In Pixar. In Coco. Yes. Right. That's that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. Yeah. All right. So it didn't make it. Um, 
Any other comments, guys, before we move on to uh, some quick announcements and updates? I said everything I needed to. Did you have fun with this? I had a fucking blast. I really did. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad that I actually listened to your conversation with Andrew Leovold and found out about Wang Wang. Um, Glad that I was able to be a part of this podcast because I had a lot of fun with all three of these movies. Yeah. Yeah, ton of fun to watch. Um, uh, Just something that that you, you wouldn't think of, but if you're a movie lover... You should go find yeah. find the movies. Have fun with it. Set your expectations right. You know, don't compare it to Citizen Kane. Yeah. But but take a look at it. Watch how awesome Wang Wang steals the show. Yeah. Um, and you can and, be inspired, yeah. man. Like uh, one of my favorite quotes is uh, is uh, Roger Ebert, and he says. Art is not defined by a genre. You know, yeah. he actually said that about Dawn of the Dead. Mm. All right. Yeah. And uh, when, when I when I after watching these movies, man, I've been inspired like this artistic, you know, <clears throat> inspiration where I'm seriously I want to go write some fucking like exploitation wing wing stuff. I want, but I want to uh, kind of uh, mix it with our culture. You know, and see what you can come up with. Have a fight at McDonald's fiction. or something. <laughs> yeah, I do. A wing wing fan fiction, man. I think it'd be great. But uh, no. Um, I think it's great, man. If you haven't watched the documentary, the documentary, I think, might be Pantheon. I really love the documentary. That is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. No, I I think it's it's fantastic. Um, And, yeah, you get a a large dose of Wing Wing. Um, Check out his book. Um, you know, you can message him, and he sends you all kinds of shit. We actually have a wing wing bobblehead. Yeah, I it's want a, that. Goddamn it's out there thing. in the bookshelf. I need to bring it uh, back out here, but uh, kind of watches over the uh, the dragon's lair <laughs> when no one's. One thing there. I wanted to ask Andrew, and I need to inbox him about this. Is yeah, inbox him. Was, was, was cool. wing wing ever in a horror film? I don't know, man. So there's a bunch of films that Andrew Leovold, like Andrew Leovold, seen. Man, I'm. I'm probably don't quote me on this. It's he's he's seen a lot of wing wing films, yeah, way more than what we have access to. Uh, since he's kind of become the wing wing ambassador, uh, he's the guy. If you look up on IMDb right now, I think um, the IMDb stuff IMDb stuff says Andrew Leibold underneath like the plot. Like, right he actually on. put it there um, on on a, on a few of them. Um, you look at some reviews, you know, and uh, they they talk about Andrew. Andrew has become the face of Wing Wing. Yeah, you know? as he should. I mean, he's got the right to do it. I mean, yeah, this yeah. Guy he put, put it he's so put in the work, he's put in the man. work, man. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he's got the book out, man. Check out the book. Check out the documentary, mm-hmm. man. Um, I I think I, it's, I think it's fascinating. Out. He's just a guy, man, who ran a video store called Trash Video. Mm-hmm. The video store went down, and he's like, "Fuck it, man. I want to know who this Wing Wing guy is." And fucking, I'm gonna go find out, you know. And I, you he have did to, it, man. You have yeah. to respect that journey. Oh, God, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, leaving everything behind and, and going off. And at the end of this month, he's going back to the Philippines. He's just got some money raised. He's gonna start his new project, you know, which uh, I think has roots in Philippine uh, Philippine porn, okay. which started the exploitation. This guy is my new fucking <laughs> hero. <laughs> which, uh, which which kind of sparked um, their, their cinema. That was kind of like the the financial backbone. Yeah. You know? So it's gonna be kind of cool. It'll be connected to exploitation and wing wing all. And porn. (laughs) And porn. (laughs) All right, guys. Some quick announcements and updates. Um, We have our Back to Summer versus coming up in just a few weeks. You want to just talk about that? I hit on it briefly. What are we watching? Which one, dude? You've got me lined up. Well, fuck. I'll just do it myself. We're doing (laughs) Miami Connection versus LA Street Street Fighter. Or also called Ninja Turf. All right. So what's special about that podcast? What are we going to wear? Uh, I'm going to wear an Hawaiian t-shirt. I'm going to wear a Hawaiian t-shirt. Uh, I'm going to have a fedora. A fedora. I'm not going to do the fedora, but I'm we're all, <laughs> all going to have Hawaiian shirts. You sent me a picture of your Hawaiian shirt. Yes. Love it. Thank it's you. great. Um, and we're going to have some coconut drinks. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to have some coconut rum <laughs> yeah. or whatever. You know, make uh, a little pineapple uh, in there. Good friend of mine, council member uh, Marshall Wade, he's going to be moving in, what, just like two months? Early July. Yeah, early July. So Damn. it's going to be one of his his uh, last verses with us. It's going to suck. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, but yeah, and then after that, we're getting into our um, Andy. We have an Andy Sedaris marathon coming up that I talked about. Um, that Rob Reiner uh, coming up. Um, that that should be a lot of fun. And then we have our martial arts uh, marathon. Have you been following yeah. the martial arts marathon at all? A little bit, yeah. yeah. We just had uh, Fist of the White Lotus win, yeah. a Bloodsport one. Were you part of that conversation? Mm-hmm. I think you were, right, Matt? I was only part of the Bloodsport kickboxer. Okay, Bloodsport yeah. kickboxer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're working all the way up until the end of the year where we have this huge martial arts tournament. So because of Wayne and I and a yes. few other people, <laughs> um, we're going to be doing some other podcasts during the year to, to really uh, put some strength in on that one. Um, are you interested in getting in, in, in any of those? Yeah, I was supposed to do the Bloodsport one, but um, oh, that's right. I had that's to drop right. out. Yeah. That's right. Life. What about Drunken Master <laughs> One versus Drunken Master Two? You down for that one? Yeah. I'd like to get you in on one of one or two of them yeah. since you've been on one. So then it becomes mm-hmm. a group thing for that martial arts mm-hmm. tournament. Um, and uh, we also have Silence of the Lambs is up for Pantheon consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't forget to vote in the poll. You nominated that. Yes. Um, do you want to say anything? Well, uh, I just hope that people take the time to really break that down, very uh, break that film down. Look at each element closely, not just uh, base it on nostalgia or what other people might think about the film, and just judge it on its own merits. Same as any other movie. Right. And on. you're on the council. We're gonna be reading your review. Um, anything you want to say you're about it? You're a big, about you're a big uh, supporter. I am. Yeah, I know that we've got a lot of um, you know Jodie Foster haters in, in the group. <laughs> I, mean, I love Jodie Foster. Fuck yeah, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I get people's points on it. I I don't think that she's for for everybody, but I mean, this movie just like I think I think it's really great, and and um, you know, Anthony Hopkins is great in anything. Yeah. I read something about him once that he you know he's old school, and he just thinks that you should work. Like, if you have a job and acting is his job, that's why he's been in shitty movies. That's why he's been in great movies. <laughs> if he gets offered something and he doesn't have anything on his schedule, he just takes it. He does it. Well, um, well Nicolas Cage has done that, yeah. and he hasn't turned out so well for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I hope that everybody gets gives it its due, and I'm, I'm interested to see what the, uh, what the votes turn out. Yeah, tomorrow will be two weeks left for that mm-hmm. poll. So... Um, as always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Um, where can Video Land find you, Cousin Wayne? You can find me in Adventures of Video Land Facebook group. You can find me also on the Adventures of Video Land Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at travelingmat 77 You can find me on WordPress. You can find me on Goodreads. You can find me on Instagram, JSCliffo, Twitter, JSCliffo, but I'm most active on the Facebook group, Jeremy Clifford. Um, I'm probably uh, bitching about some Marvel thing. Um, <laughs> I'm just being a bitch saying, in general about it. Saying, <laughs> saying how great Superman is and how he's not getting, you know... He's not he, gay. Yeah, he's not gay. How... <laughs> <laughs> How that Martha scene in, in BVS was was the most emotional scene that we've had out of a, a superhero movie in years. So, oh um, god! And, and how Tobey Maguire was the best Spider-Man. So, yeah, back um, to the the opening of this conversation tonight. Do you remember when that? So that guy was like, you know, this group is biased. Have you seen? Like, I've been posting all kinds of Marvel memes, like you know, Thanos blowing people away. Um, Star Lord killing as many people as Hitler. I'm like Black Panther <laughs> sucking on a finger. Yeah, sucking on a big old finger. Nobody in Marvel like died during the Obama administration. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So come on. Yeah. I, I just think I so put much. one post about Superman sucks dick and everyone hates me. <laughs> I yeah, think he was just true. a whiny little bitch. Oh yeah, there's a couple of those in the group. There's more in a couple. We're and you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. If you're a whiny little bitch, join the group. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. It takes a what's that quote? It takes a village. Yeah. <laughs>
to raise one little bitch. <laughs> it takes a village to raise to raise a little bitch. <laughs> All podcasts have a couple little bitches. It, it takes one little bitch to make a Batman versus takes a, Superman. That's our mission statement. By the way. <laughs> it takes a bunch of little bitches to raise a podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, you can find me on Adventures of Video Land, man. Uh, we're on Twitter, Tumblr, um, Facebook. That's where the conversation begins and ends. So until next time, my good people, peace out.